The Doppelganger, copyright Sir Anumurthy, 2018. Mom had invited the Daltons to dinner. Just Mr. and Mrs. Dalton. No Harrison, thank God. Oh, and Mr. Jackson was there as well. When I was pouring the coffee, I spilled some on the President's hand. This caused a minor kerfuffle. I am so sorry, Mr. President. I apologized as Stevie ran up with a wet towel and Allison made with the hand lotion. The president had been about to give dad a run for his money when it came to chewing me out, but he regained control of himself. It's all right, he growled at me. The three of us retreated to the kitchen. Way to put the nation even more at risk, Klutz, Stevie needled as we started on the dishes. What is with you, Allie hissed. But I'd found out what I wanted to know, and I was satisfied. At around 8 p.m., the president and his wife departed. Mom and dad saw them to the door. To the door. I headed to the dinner table with a tape measure. There was a large footprint in the coffee stain. Stevie groaned when she saw it because she knew what Dad's reaction would be. Oh my God, what are you doing? She snapped out of sheer exasperation when she saw me measuring the footprint. She had thought I was going to clean it up. I snapped the tape measure shut. 15 inches, I said. Oh great, so we know the president's shoe size, Stevie scoffed. What good does that do anyone? She was still worried about the carpet. The presidential health report at the start of the year had him at a solid ten and a half, I stated. Now I had their attention. So unless his feet grew four and a half inches while the rest of him stayed the same, I prompted. I mean, he reaches the same height on our front door. Mr. Jackson, who had, for some mysterious reason, decided to stick around, exchanged an incredulous look with Mom. Could it be? Then there was his reaction to the coffee spill, I continued. He cursed. Who wouldn't? Stevie asked. That is not the point, I said. The point is, it wasn't in English. Well, he is multilingual, Mom began. Mom, what was it you used to say whenever you tripped over my Game Boy console? I asked. She glanced at Mr. Jackson in an, embar- in an embarrassed way. You know I can't repeat that in front of the White House Chief of Staff, she hissed at me. I'm sure I've heard worse, Mr. Jackson said. Guess again, Mom retorted. Well, whatever you said, you said it in English, I reminded her. Which was the first language you ever learned? Her eyes illuminated with a sudden understanding, as did Mr. Jackson's. So this President Dalton, or whoever he is, what language did he curse in? He asked. The White House Chief of Staff was asking my opinion, with my parents still in the room, and all three of them were waiting for my answer. Well, I'm no expert in dialects, but I think it was Russian, I said. Damn those Russians! Mr. Jackson's sudden explosion made us all jump. It's always the Russians. Even when it's not the Russians, somehow, he spluttered, it's still the Russians. Well, don't hold back, Mr. Jackson, I said, trying to get my heart to resume its normal pace. Let it all out. Tell us how you really feel. He seemed to recollect himself in his surroundings. He pulled himself together and coughed. Sorry about that, he said brusquely. Look, we have to get on top of this. Mom took charge in her business-like manner. Let's get the staff together. Jason, come on, you too. Me? I exclaimed incredulously. Him? chorused Mr. Jackson and the girls. You're the one who pieced this whole thing together, Mom insisted. Mom, no, I protested. It has to look like it came from you. What? Honey, no, she argued. You deserve to get credit for your findings. What I don't understand is how the rest of us missed it, Mr. Jackson complained. We're so close to the president. We see him on a daily basis. How could we have missed it? He looked at me as if to demand my input a second time. I obliged. I guess you were listening to the words he said. 
Mr. Jackson wasn't familiar with the fate method, but Dad was. That Mr. Rudd's going to wind up with the Presidential Medal of Freedom at this reti- at his retirement bash, he murmured. Assuming there's still a president to dispense it, Mr. Jackson retorted. Also, who's Rudd? Jason's debate team coach, Allison said. Glad I asked, Mr. Jackson observed. As White House Chief of Staff, that's a crucial piece of information I really needed to know. Jason, come on, Mom commanded. I hung firm. Mom, no, it has to be you. He's right, Elizabeth, Mr. Jackson said. We can't have it look like we were all schooled by a 13-year-old. I refrained from informing him that I was 16. That was probably another critical piece of data he could live well without. But that is what in fact happened, Mom argued. I believe in giving credit where credit is due. Well, that may work in your universe of puppies and unicorns. They were running out of time. Who cares about image, Mom was saying. I care, I said, surprising us all into silence. Mom stared at me. I care about this family's credibility, and your public persona is a big part of that. She really couldn't believe her ears. Something told me I might as well go all the way. I might also care the smallest, tiniest bit about the party's image, I reluctantly admitted. Oh my god! Mom's face lit up with a smile, and she covered her open mouth in glee. Her blonde hair framed her face, and she looked like a six-year-old for whom Christmas had come early. You do not have time to gloat, I reminded her. She sprang into action. Right, bye. She left after blowing us all kisses. Russell Jackson followed her, turning around to look at me a couple of times before he finally departed. The front door shut behind them. Well, don't just stand there, I chastised the less famous members of my family. Make with the carpet cleaner. I'll get the vacuum. Mom couldn't read us in on what had happened, of course, but order was restored. The president gave a State of the Union address the next day, and the minute I saw him, I knew he was real. He re-established cordial relations with Russia, as cordial as they had ever been anyway, and the world felt stable again. We never found out who the imposter was or how he had been unmasked. Mom couldn't even really confirm the existence of an imposter. It was all classified. Jason, there's someone here to see you, she said yesterday when I came downstairs. She stepped aside to reveal the president. I mean the real one. She discreetly made herself scarce. I stepped forward and extended my hand, but Mr. Dalton pulled me into a hug. Jason, I can't thank you nearly enough, he said in a voice thick with emotion. You did both your country and my family a tremendous service. He patted my back. I was gaining on Dad in terms of height, but the president was still taller than me, so my voice was kind of muffled by his jacket when I spoke. It was my privilege, Mr. President, I said. That evening, I was finishing up in the kitchen when Mom came in. Hi, baby, she said. Hey, Mom, I said. I gave her a hug. What kind of day did you have? Considerably considerably less crazy than the last couple, she answered, and we both laughed. Sweetie, I've been thinking, she said, ruffling my hair. I knew what was coming. About what we discussed before. Mom, that's all water under the bridge, I said, my face flushed with embarrassment. She folded her arms around me and rested her chin on top of my head. Did you end up giving Miss Wu your baby book? She asked. Nah, I said. She hasn't been feeling well for the couple of days, for the past couple of days, so we've had a substitute. Morning sickness, Mom said knowingly. No need to immortalize that. Yeah, I agreed. She squeezed me hard. Jason, please don't give your book away, she entreated. I know it's blank, but every time I look at it, I remember your early years. Well, okay, Mom, I said. I mean, if that's how you feel about it. 
I do, she assured me. We were silent for a little while. Mom let out a sigh, ruffling my hair in the process. Honey, I don't want you to feel like you're anything other than loved and cherished, she began. Way to plagiarize last year's speech to Allie, I retorted, and we both laughed. Every time I touch this, I end up making it worse. She pressed her forehead into my shoulder. It's fine, Mom, I said. Still beats ratios. Well, that's something, she agreed. I wish I could explain it to your satisfaction, she said after a pause. It's okay, I get it, I assured her. You had your hands full, I understand. There's just something I need to know. Shoot, she said. When you found out I was coming, how did you feel? Mom abruptly spun me around to face her. She looked the way you'd expect a mother to look upon hearing this query, but there was also a deer-in-the-headlights expression in her eyes that I haven't been able to forget. She uttered the usual platitudes about her relation. I listened. Really? I asked. There wasn't a small part of you that said, Now I'll never get to be the CIA director? Jason? Mom sounded appalled. Of course not. I mean... She gestured around her. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm Secretary of State. Yeah, despite us, not because of us, I pointed out. Mom stared at me. Well, after today, that's no longer true, she said. If it was ever true. Look, Jason, she flung her arms up in the air. I mean, who are we working for if we don't have kids? Who would we have to govern? For whom would we build alliances, sign treaties, avert wars? Honey, she placed a hand over her heart. You kids make me who I am. Well, okay, I said after a pause. I guess we'll be leaving it at that.